Welcome to the Learning Exchange, where L&D and HR professionals can dig deep into the ever-changing landscape of online learning and talent development. Each episode, we'll explore innovations in learning and discuss best practices with special guests from inside and outside the learning world. L&D is evolving, and the Learning Exchange is here to help you keep pace. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Learning Exchange. On today's episode, I really want to talk about creating training for maximum impact. Now, if you have been around as an L&D professional for more than a minute, you're probably thinking to yourself, I think I may already have this. Uh, But I'm going to ask you to just come along on the journey with me. Over the last year to year and a half, I've done a number of speaking engagements where I have been able to talk about the core of my foundation when it comes to my approach to building learning experiences. And at the core of my strategy is really this idea that everything should be anchored in skills or competencies that are shared across the business. Uh, But that's only part of the equation. Now, when we think about the benefit that comes from leveraging this common language of skills or competencies throughout the organization to anchor your learning, one of the biggest things that it does is it really helps you understand what you're impacting and why, right? It's more than just the compliance. Did they do the training? Do they not do the training? It's more than did that training help them achieve a goal or did that training help them meet some business objective? But it's going deeper to understand what the core is. Why did that training help someone accomplish something? Did we improve something specific? Usually the answer is yes. And if we dig deeper and we've got it all mapped out, we can understand that that thing that we impacted as a particular skill or competency also could be an attitude, could be a behavior that we've shifted. But in in any event, it allows us to really understand what we're after, what we're trying to accomplish, what needle we're trying to move, and by how much. One of the odd things about this is that when I talk to learning professionals in all industries of all levels of experience, we all seem to share the same thought. We all seem to understand and agree that this is a very powerful, meaningful way to build our training. It helps us shift from the firefighter mode of being reactive and constantly just building training to solve this problem and that problem. And it allows us to shift into more of a proactive model where we are able to anticipate where people are going to stumble and actually build training at more of a micro level. But then when I start talking to people about why we don't do it, everyone has the same question mark. Well, I'm not quite sure why we don't do it. In some cases, maybe it's just, I don't have time. I don't have the information, but let's, let's take a step back for a second. Understanding the core skills, the core competencies and the core knowledge that's required for someone to be successful at your company is usually something that's very common practice in the recruiting space right? Let's think about we post a job, there might be a million people interested in that job. And somehow we need to funnel down to 
50 or 100 people that we want to screen and go through more detailed conversations with and hopefully get that down to the top three and then select someone. Yet many of us see this or we acknowledge this and then we have an environment where the thread is not continuous. So it's there to get you in the door. But then once you come in, we don't really build any training. We don't build our learning strategy around helping to uphold or strengthen or develop those things through follow-up, through reinforcement, through coaching interactions. Seems a little odd. But that is not the key. That is one piece of the equation to really building training for maximum impact. The next piece is really understanding how people learn. When we understand how people learn, it helps us be more effective at delivering content that they can consume in a way that is more consistent and allows them to acquire the knowledge and really, really internalize it. So a couple of questions here. Did you know that there are eight learning styles? And if so, do you know which kind of learners you have in your organization? Do you know which people learn in which ways? For those that aren't familiar with the learning styles, a quick high level for you, the eight different learning styles, there is the verbal learner, there is the visual learner, there is the musical or auditory learner that benefits from sounds and music and rhythms. There is the physical or kinesthetic learner that really has more of a hands-on approach to help them connect to the content. You've got the logical or mathematical learner that's really motivated and engages with content because they're leveraging their sense of logic and reasoning. And in many cases, they're also looking at systems and sequences and patterns to help them connect to the learning and then connect that to things that they can relate to. You also have a social learner. Uh, it's more focused on the group experience. You have the solitary learner. And then you have the eighth style, which is called combination, which could reflect any combination of two or more of those styles we just talked about. So as you can see, there's a lot of different layers. We know that we have multi-generational workforces. We know that we have so many different dynamics that create differences. In our organizations, people have different needs, they have different desires, they have different goals, and they learn differently. It's really important to understand the types of learning styles within your population so you can design with them in mind. And I am not by any means saying that you need to build every training program geared for every single learning style because that would lead you down a path and you would never get anything done. But being able to understand the types of learners that you have will allow you to try and bake in some elements in every training program that you deploy that can ignite or connect to one or more of those styles. So perhaps I'm building a traditional self-paced e-learning course. And in that course, I want to try and appeal to as many of those learning styles as possible. So I give the people an option to just read the words. I also give people the option to maybe turn on a music track in the background, or maybe I just turn that on by default, make it really subtle. And I give them a chance to say whether or not they want to have closed captions turned on or whether they want somebody to read the text to them. 
I might uh, create an interaction that allows them to explore something in a, as, as physical as you can within the e-learning environment. Or maybe I'm, I'm creating some opportunities for them to pause the learning and go have a conversation with someone. So that leads me to the third element uh, in my recipe for success when I think about building training for maximum impact. And that is creating communities with your learning. So I'll start here by asking a question. When was the last time you set out to create a community through your learning activities? Or have you ever? Is it something you've ever thought of? At the end of the day, when we think about creating communities with learning, what we're talking about is building your training in a way that is designed to encourage people to interact with others specific to this topic that helps really strengthen the transfer of knowledge. It helps strengthen and reinforce the concepts. And at the end of the day, it extends learning in, in really fun ways. It allows you to uh, actually get at some things in a different way than just the L&D professional on our own can do. When you think about human behavior, when you think about just innate human needs, even the most introverted of us all still has a need for some social interaction, social connection. I referenced this in an in earlier podcast, um, just kind of talking about my observations and how learning has really demonstrated our resilience through this pandemic. So when we think about creating that community or that spirit of community with our learning, what we're doing is we're, we're tapping into that need that we have to connect with others and to talk about things and to discuss and debate things. And so when we provide opportunities for people to connect, we can do this in the form of a discussion board. It can be in a, a cohort or an online group. It can even be just a call to action to start an email exchange uh, with one person or two people to just explore the concepts. What it does for us is allows us to drive more impact than we ever thought possible. So think about a time where you've been either wrestling with finding a solution to a problem or you, you, where you just kind of running on autopilot because you've got the knowledge committed to memory and you're just running through the motions. When was the last time that you got more value out of doing everything on your own and debating with yourself and trying to talk yourself out of an idea that you've created or try to, to force yourself to think outside your own comfort zone? there's a pretty good chance that you've probably not ever seen that work better than when you do that with other people. And that's really what I'm talking about here is, you know, bringing together an opportunity for your learning content to be absorbed by people. We're anchoring it in our skills or competencies. So we kind of understand what specific levers we're trying to move and then we're taking into account the learning styles that people have so that we can try and make it easier for them to connect to the information and store and retain the information. And then the last piece of it is really now let's talk about it. When we have in-person training sessions, 
there's so much amazing discussion that takes place. There is so much. I, I walk out of an in-person training classroom feeling like my learners got it 10 times more than when I deliver a self-paced e-learning where all I'm relying on is my testing. I'm only relying on effectively a flawed sense of logic, which says if they remembered it long enough to pass the test, then I'm good with assuming they have, they got everything we needed them to get. Um, so when we think about this creation of community, you're probably thinking, oh, well, maybe I'm either I'm struggling to figure out how to do that in my own company, or maybe that's not even the problem. The problem is how do I measure that? Well, guess what? It's difficult to measure the effectiveness and the efficacy of communities tied to your learning because it's much more social and informal. But you could look at, do a couple of tests, right? Do a quick check-in and deliver some learning to one group where you're not bringing forward the community spirit and then deliver it in another group where you are and run that A-B test to see what your differences are. Again, together we can do so much more than apart. And when you reflect on your own experiences of the last time you had a really good conversation with someone, whether it was in a learning experience or not, you were able to interact with someone who had different experiences and different perspectives. So the way they interpreted the message was different than you. And when you heard them talk about how they interpreted it, at first, you might've been like, "Why? Where, where did that come from? But then as they start talking and you start to understand their perspective, you're able to step out of your lane and step into their shoes to really understand what they're seeing, what they're feeling and how they arrived there. And it gives you a much broader perspective and ultimately helps you really just really commit the knowledge in so many different ways. So my call to action for this week is really find an opportunity to build a plan for creating community around one of your learning activities. Just one. Don't have to, to do everything, but just pick one particular topic, one particular course, and look for ways that you can extend this into a community space. And that could be in a system. So if your LMS currently supports groups or discussion boards around a course, that's a great way to start. If they don't, then look for some other ways. Look for some opportunities to maybe bring people together in a virtual space if you're still occupying a virtual-only workspace or in a hybrid model where some people are virtual, some people are in person, to just open up a conversation about the topic of that training activity and see what happens. Hopefully, uh, you'll, you'll walk away feeling that this is as valuable to you as it has been to me in my own career. And with that, uh, one, one more closing note just to reiterate, together we can do so much more than apart. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, and never stop learning.